0: you are not changing the past when you are forgiving yourself. You are changing how you see the past. When you are reframing, when you are rewriting the stories that are keeping you stuck and safe, you are not changing the details of the experiences. But you are changing how you see the details, how you see the experience, how you see yourself in that experience. you're listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, a business and mindset coach who specializes in imposter syndrome. If you feel like you're not as smart, capable, or worthy as you actually are, and that someone is going to find you out, then you've come to the right place. I went from being a struggling government worker, working my coaching business on the side, but feeling unworthy and burnt out, to making multiple six figures helping women overcome imposter syndrome so they too can sign clients, make banks. And have the business or career of their dreams. I am nothing special. I have a stuttering disability, ADHD, and I struggle with anxiety and depression. So if I can learn how to feel good enough and overcome my inner imposter, then so can you. Let's dig in. Hello, babes. Welcome back to the pod. How are we today? I am fantastic. Summer was amazing when you're listening to this. It's September, so summer was amazing. Three of my best friends got married, two of whom I've known since I was a kid and a teenager, and another that I met about eight years ago at the organization that I worked at before becoming a full-time coach, and I am just so lucky and blessed to have these friendships that have survived the test of time, especially being an entrepreneur and growing the way that I have, you know? I'm so lucky that my friendships have endured because it's not always that way. So yes, the summer has been so busy with all our friends turning 30 this year. Weddings on weddings, bachelorettes, cottage weekends, all good stuff. And now it's our turn. Finally, Dustin and I have had a lot of experience now going to everybody's weddings and figuring out the things that we do and we don't like. So we've got our notes on what we want for our own wedding, which is so fun. And guys, one-to-one coaching is the only way that you can work with me right now for the foreseeable future. Overcome the imposter syndrome and the mindset blocks that are holding you back from growing and profiting in your online business and just... 90 days so three months of one-to-one coaching is four thousand dollars pay in full there is a payment plan and I have spots available right now so head to the link in my show notes and apply my one-to-one clients are absolutely killing it they're signing four-figure clients having their biggest months ever releasing so much shame so many limiting beliefs that are keeping them small and stuck and if you want to be a part of the crew apply at the link in my show notes so you can change your life right freaking now So something that I've been diving deep into with my own work and with my clients is the practice of forgiving a past version of myself or the past version of myself, I guess you could say. Oh, here's Chester (laughs) right on time. It's about 327 um, and he gets fed at five. So naturally, um, he starts bothering me for food like hours before his dinner time. Hello. So yeah, the practice of forgiving the past version of yourself. And I call it a practice, an actual practice, because this is an active thing that I believe that you have to do if you are going to be successful in business, if you're going to manifest the things that you want as well. um, The act of self forgiveness is way more powerful and not as talked about as it should be. And here's why. When you criticizing your past self, you are holding your future self hostage. We talk a lot on this podcast about being and stepping into your highest self and criticizing your past self or having regrets or wishing that you did things differently can seriously impact what you believe you can have, do or be in the future. This can look like regrets about investments that you've made, thinking a decision you made in the past was wrong, having shame around who you've been or what you've done. And it blocks you from realizing the possibilities that are well within your reach. Criticizing your past self is a surefire way to hold your future self hostage because you are gridlocked into an identity that you believe that you can't get out of. You believe that you are still that version of yourself. You're holding on to it. You believe that the way you are right now is how you've always been and how you'll always be. And from this place, you can't decide that things can be different or that you're even allowed to act and think differently. You default onto patterns and conditioning that you're used to. The reason why some negative thoughts have more effect on us than others is because we are one attaching a story that we believe to be true to the thought. And two, we have an emotional imprint on us from that thought that we are then grounding into right so we are really grounding into the emotion. So let me give you two examples. One that you can maybe relate to is the thought, I don't know how to manage my money. Your brain may then flicker to experiences where you believed you were bad with money or did something bad with money, like maybe spending your entire paycheck on clothes that you believe you shouldn't have bought. And then you are flooded with the associated emotion, embarrassment, shame, guilt, etc. While all of our thoughts are optional, not in the fact that we can choose to have them, but that we choose to make them mean what they mean. The reason why we latch onto some more than others is because of the story we tell ourselves about why we have that thought and the fact that the story is true. And then that associated emotion, which anchors the story into us, causing us to relive the experience over and over again. Anchoring is actually, um, it, it is actually a technique we use in neuro linguistic programming where you anchor in an experience that you really want to remember and hold on to like if you're wanting to anchor in joy or excitement or love or something like that but it can also work too for negative emotions right like have you ever heard a song and you immediately are flooded with memories about a past experience that you either feel nostalgic about or something that was like a negative thing, right? That is an example of anchoring because you were able to hear that song and it anchored an emotion into your body. And you can do that with good emotions and or let's not call them like good or bad, but you can do that with like positive emotions and negative emotions. So another example here is I believe that I was stupid because I have a stutter. And then when I have the thought I'm stupid, I think about experiences where I was either indirectly told I was dumb or where I felt embarrassed or ashamed. And because I truly believed the thought is true based on the story behind it, it feels like the ultimate truth to me and is anchored in even deeper because of my associated emotions of embarrassment or guilt or shame. So when you are consciously forgiving yourself for your past, a crucial step is deciding to rewrite the stories that support your criticism for your past self. Because you do get to rewrite the story to whatever you want to believe. Something I ask my clients all the time is, is that helpful for you to believe that about yourself? And of course not, it usually isn't. In my first year of university, I got a bunch of Bursary and scholarship money, and I spent a big chunk of it at the mall for years. I carried around the story that I was bad with money and that I always thought of that particular instance whenever I had that thought. But when I rewrote this story, here's what I knew to be true I was a baby, like I was 18. I had never had that much money in my life. I was never taught how to manage my money, I needed new clothes. And also, I now know that there is no morality in buying clothes for oneself because you know, I thought that buying clothes was materialistic and apid in vain. So I had to unpack that as well. And that is perspective that I didn't have back when I was 18 years old. And I was doing what I thought was best at the time. So of course, I know better now I have more perspective now. Um, And a lot of us are just going through life not even looking at these past experiences and not even allowing ourselves to be like, Oh, yeah, like I do know better now. We just think, oh, we should have known better. We shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. And we really don't give ourselves that compassion, right? So I really had to ask myself, is being critical of 18-year-old Jill helpful? Is it helpful for me right now? Is it serving me to look at her with disdain instead of with love and compassion and, oh, shucks, you were just having fun and living your life kind of energy, Right? On the flip side of the coin, we have the emotional part of things. So it's a big part of the work that I do with my clients, both in processing and releasing emotions with NLP and with breath work, because emotions are what anchors in stories and thoughts and beliefs. Remember, we were talking about anchoring it in. So when we feel deep emotion, our brains want to make sense of it, of course. So releasing our need to make meaning out of our emotions and releasing anchored emotions from past experiences is so important in order to rewire what we think of our past selves. There's a technique in NLP that that I do often with my clients called time techniques. And it helps you go back in your subconscious mind on your timeline of your past and your future. It helps you go back in the past in your subconscious mind to the root of a belief and release the negative emotions associated with that belief. So the experience can A, be rewritten from a different perspective and B, to make the experience more neutral and not as emotionally heavy. Guys, Chester is just like making himself comfortable right now. He is laid out. I have my... AirPods in so I can't like hear his purring but whenever I stop speaking for a second like it's so loud. silly. So forgiving your past self is really just looking at yourself through the lens of the most compassionate and understanding view possible and understanding why you did what you did or made decisions the way that you did and actively deciding not to shame yourself for those decisions. Your brain may prevent you from doing this because it believes that shaming yourself is serving a function. If you are criticizing your past self, it's because your brain believes it's helping you. So if I told myself I'm bad with money, my brain wants to believe that story so I make better decisions in the future. But you can make better decisions from a place of love, understanding, and compassion for yourself. You do not need to beat yourself up into motivation or shame yourself. It never actually works. We just end up believing that we aren't worthy of miracles or feeling good or celebrating ourselves if shame and regret and criticism are at the forefront of our relationships to ourselves. So when I say that forgiveness is a money making activity, I mean to literally practice forgiving yourself as part of your ritual each day when it comes to your mindset Or even just when you're driving or when you're thinking about a past experience, if something comes up, look at yourself in that time, but see it from the perspective of you now and let yourself forgive yourself. If you're stuck on a thought or a belief that keeps coming up, examine the stories behind it. Why do I believe this? What experience or experiences made me believe this? What do I think is the ultimate truth that that is really just me deciding that it's true? How do these stories make me feel? And do I want to decide something different and see this differently? And how would that make me feel? Now, this is not lying to yourself. You know, like I get that sometimes with some people who are like, do you feel like self-coaching is just lying to yourself? And no, you're not changing the past. You are changing how you see the past. Let me say that again. You are not changing the past when you are forgiving yourself. You are changing how you see the past. When you are reframing, when you are rewriting the stories that are keeping you stuck and safe, you are not changing the details of the experiences but you are changing how you see the details, how you see the experience, how you see yourself in that experience. And you get to see everything in your past exactly how you want to see it in order to serve your highest self and where you're headed. Especially when you're staying focused on a goal or on an outcome, you wanna do everything you possibly can to work towards that outcome. And forgiveness is just one of the steps that you can take. Because the past only exists now in your mind and the way that you decide to relive it. So by questioning and rewriting the story behind it and allowing yourself to release the emotion behind your heaviest experiences emotions like guilt, shame, embarrassment, etc. You release your tight grip on who you used to be and start to make room for your highest self and who you are becoming. You allow yourself to step into her and you feel worthy of becoming her because you're looking at your past self with understanding, love, and compassion. She was doing the best she could with the information that she had and she got you to where you are today. Celebrate your past self because she got you here. Even if here isn't exactly where you want to be, you are here and we only have right now and you are actively creating your future right now. This second, you get to decide to be whoever you want to be. And you can't do that if you're holding your future self hostage by criticizing and shackling your past self. We do so much forgiveness work, processing and releasing emotions, and rewriting your past experiences so your highest potential and highest self can shine through and grow your business the way that you want to grow it inside of one to one coaching. Three months. You and me, 90 days to overcome imposter syndrome and the mindset blocks holding you back from being your best self. You can apply now at the link in my show notes. I love you so much. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Head to the show notes to find out how you can take this work deeper with me in one to one coaching or in the From Imposter to Empowered group program. In the show notes, you'll also find a free three day challenge to start the process of overcoming your inner imposter. And once you're done with all of that, screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram, tagging me at Your Coach Jill so we can connect. See you next time.